Hello, this is Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who is passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Luke 10, 38 through 42. It says, Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Now, this is a really packed several verses, so we're going to end up digging into the deeper meanings of the original Greek words that don't necessarily come across in our English translations. Um, in our initial reading of this situation, we can see the picture here is that Jesus comes into this village and Martha invites him into her home, in which it appears she lives there with her sister Mary. And then Jesus begins to teach. Mary sits at his feet to listen while Martha gets busy with serving or, you know, probably what we would think of as like hospitality type service. And then being upset that her sister isn't helping, Martha goes to Jesus and wants him to tell Mary to help her. But Jesus tells her that Mary has chosen the good portion and it won't be taken away from her. However, if we only ever take away nuggets from that surface level understanding, then we end up missing a lot from this interaction that we can really glean from. So, um, first of all, too, I I know that this story tends to draw a perspective that like Mary is good and Martha is bad, um, or that Mary was doing right and Martha was all wrong. Um, but that's just really not the case here. Um, Mary indeed chose the good portion. But that doesn't in turn then make Martha bad. Uh, There are definitely some areas where Martha didn't keep that right perspective and it led her to make errors. Um, So really we want to look at what we can learn from both women in this interaction. First of all, we see that Martha had a heart to serve. Martha truly wanted to serve Jesus and his disciples. I mean, she welcomed them into her home and was busy about serving them. And that word for serving means to serve or minister to. And it's literally where we derive our English word for deacon because the Greek word is diakonia. So that's not a bad thing that she was wanting to serve them. The part where she went wrong was that she was distracted with much serving. That word for distracted here means to be drawn away from or to be overoccupied about something to the point of being distressed. So it's not that what she was actually doing was in any way bad. Service is great. Ministry is great. 
It was that she got drawn away from the good portion and became overoccupied with serving. But it's really important to both sit and serve. You can't effectively serve if you don't spend time sitting at Jesus' feet. Another thing that we see here was that Martha was led by emotion. Now, I don't want to necessarily assert that this was always how Martha interacted, um, but in this particular situation that we're reading about, she was led by her emotions, and so much so that she went up to Jesus, uh, in essence accused him of not caring, and then told him uh, what he should be doing regarding Mary. Now, when it says that she went up to him, this action in the Greek means to stand over or to place oneself above by coming upon suddenly. Now, this is wrong just in and of itself, right? But to do this to Jesus has even greater consequences. We should go to Jesus with our problems. Like 100%, we should go to Him with our problems. But how we come to Him makes all the difference. Through her actions, we see that her heart wasn't really to bring her burdens and lay them down at His feet and surrender them to Him. She instead, she wanted to share her upset and then tell Jesus how he should handle it. And honestly, I can understand, you know, on a human level, how Martha could feel the way that she felt. You know, in a closer look at that Greek, when she asks Jesus, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? She was sharing the, the deep hurtful feeling, a feeling like her sister had forsaken and abandoned her. And then she's questioning if Jesus has a concern or a regard for that. So she felt abandoned and alone in her service. And, you know, while yes, she was indeed alone in serving, but it was because she decided to be distracted with much serving while her sister chose the good portion of sitting at Jesus's feet while he taught. But Martha was not abandoned in the least, not by her sister and not by her Lord. Martha was important to Jesus. Now, Jesus's response to her has this mix of encouragement and correction. Um, Clearly, Martha was emotionally distraught, right? And Jesus recognized that. And since part of his response was to acknowledge and tell her, yes, you are anxious and troubled with many things. But before he even said that, he said her name twice. Now, in our English language, saying her name twice may seem maybe merely like wanting to make sure he had her full attention, right? But in the Greek, there's another purpose for this. Think of the times when Jesus would say, truly, truly, I say to you, and then he says something, right? When someone wanted to emphasize something as important, they would say it twice. And here, Jesus says Martha's name twice. Jesus emphasized that although she does feel abandoned and alone, she is indeed very important to him. And he prefaced this response to the situation by meeting her where she was at even while she was in a state of being overwhelmed with her emotions. Now, in addition to showing her importance, right, that she is important to Jesus, it was important to Jesus that Martha realized what he was telling her. She didn't need to be 